Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? No hold barred. Uh. Who wins in a fight? Iron Man or Sammy Davis Jr.? Iron Man. Tap dancing? Still Iron Man? Or does Sammy Davis take that? I think Iron Man because I would think machine capability is probably better. So he could say, Jarvis, make me tap dance. And it would be peak tap dance. It was probably, but do you think it would be based on Sammy Davis Jr.'s tap dancing? You think he would just absorb his powers and mimic them? It's possible. It's definitely possible. But then that raises the question: Is machine always better than man? Well, what's the chess world taught us? <laughs> well, the ch- I saw a video of a chess world of a child getting attacked by a machine. Really? Yeah, like he went to like there's a machine like playing like four kids. Like there's four kids kind of around this machine and. Um, you know, the, the machine, it was like a, a mechanical arm and it would turn and move. And the kid had his arm out, like to move the piece, and the, the machine came down and crunched the kid's hand. Oh. Yeah. That's not nice. No. I don't think I would play chess with a machine with an arm. I don't feel I'd play chess with a machine in general. Are you a chess player? No, I haven't played in forever. Jeff Machado always tries to get me to play because he's like a diehard chess guy. So he he watches wants- like chess matches. He just wants to beat you? He just wants someone to play with. Okay. Um, but he doesn't have anybody else to play with? Yeah, maybe like online and stuff, but you know, it's whatever. I used to play, as a kid, I used to carry around those little magnetic ones and play. I did like playing. I was put into uh, chess and math mm. as a kid, and I had to get a, a chess tube that I had to carry to school. Tube? Yeah, they put this thing in a tube. It was like a, the board was like a mat, and then the pieces all kind of fit oh. inside. And it was called a quality chess set in a tube. Oh. Like, can anything be quality in a tube? Right. No, I don't think so. Maybe. Cheese? I don't like cheese. That's right. You're anti-cheese. Anti-cheese. Uh, Anti-people. <laughs> Anti-COVID. Anti- Yes. And anti-Iron Man. And anti-Sammy Davis Jr. Because no, you put him no. in a no-win situation. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have no problems with Sammy Davis Jr. Mm. He is by far my favorite Rat Pack member. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Why don't we get started? Yeah. So uh, once a month, what we do here is we're going through and ranking every... WWE world title change yes. in history, starting with Bruno beating Buddy Rogers was our first one, and we've now made our way into 1996. Do you want to talk about how many matches we've seen and what our criteria are? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So up to this point, we have uh, covered 29 matches, and the categories we are ranking them on, we give them a score out of 10 in five different categories. So that's match quality, significance, the moment, the build, and the aftermath. And because we're two, that gives 10 total categories, nice round number out of 100. Okay. Yeah, and nothing is really jumping out as like a clear, strong, uh, I'm at 100 kind of thing. Like right now, our current top match is at 78. Right. But looking at the ones to come and the way our criteria is judged, I don't see many contenders to crack that. Well, except Sid. 
I mean, obviously, Sid is going to be a clear hundred across the board. No, he's a top twenty-five to GWE. I didn't Sid. have. I didn't have him twenty-five. <laughs> All right. All right. So tonight we are going to cover Bret Hart. <laughs> this match has never been talked about. Bret Hart never. versus Shawn Michaels, Iron Man, WrestleMania twelve, Anaheim Pond. March 31st, 1996. So when I started this, when we because we have our spreadsheet and yeah. like I'm kind of working through the matches, I powered through like so many. Right. Right? And then I got to this one and I lingered for like a good like 3 months. It's It's uh It's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely not one you want to jump to relive. No. Uh, I most had recently watched it for Wrestling Warzone with Chad. We broke it down when we did WrestleMania 12. And that was interesting. We saw the whole build. Everything right. everything leading up to it. And I think the build held held up. Now, Brett, was he booked super strong? No. We know that was like a weak title reign for him when he wins it. Um, run in the ice. <laughs> Shawn Michaels had to be in Mexico and I had to run in the ice. Because he wins it at Survivor Series. That's right. He's got the really good match with Bulldog. Excellent match with Undertaker. <laughs> and then the cage. With, so he's coming off, you know, and even in the build, he does. They do kind of make Sean look a little bit more younger and in the spotlight. Well, he doesn't He doesn't win any of those matches, right? Like, uh, Well, Taker is a DQ. Diesel's a DQ too, right? Or no, he escapes the cage, but Undertaker comes out oh, of the, comes the floor. Him out. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, might, meanwhile, Sean is winning the Rumble. Right. Uh, beats Owen. Beats Owen. My little brother. And I beat him. <laughs> uh, but that said, they did do a really cool pure sports build. Mm-hmm. They show the both training. They put a lot of focus and hype. You had Piper making it the Iron Man match, which made a lot of sense. And we're going to talk about if the outcome of that Iron right Man made sense. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon returns before the match, so that's not like as president after he got beat up by Vader. So he holds the belt. You know, they do the big face-to-face to, right, to kick it off. Um, but even in the intros, you get like right away, like Sean does the zip line. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? right? And I don't know about you, but I remember coming into this one... In my fandom, I mean, I know a lot of the Hogan ones were foregone conclusions. Right. This felt like the biggest foregone conclusion. Yeah. Up to this point. Like, when I think back on it, like, I don't think... I mean, I, I don't even want to count WrestleMania 3. Right. Like, I don't think Savage winning was a foregone conclusion. I don't think... Maybe Hogan beating Savage was. Right. Yeah, I think that. Well... I mean, in revisionist history, you can look back and say, well, maybe they could have done these things. But I think at the time, maybe it was very unlikely that Savage was leaving with that belt. Yes. Um, Six, I don't think is a foregone conclusion. No. Seven is. Seven is. Right. Eight isn't, I don't think, with Savage. No, no. I thought Flair was going to win at the time. That's it. Nine isn't. Ten isn't. Eleven isn't. Right. And I feel this one was the first time where you got to, you got to like, I want to say like November. Right. And you saw the next six months of the company. Yeah. So clearly. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No. But, but I still think Brett retaining, if they ended it with the draw and Brett retains and they chase Sean Moore, like, I don't think that's that out of the realm. Yeah. I I, I just remember at the time. Right. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. But I remember at the time, like, not even ordering the show. Right. Because you thinking, knew Sean was going to win. Yeah. He's just going to win and, yeah. and it's going to be that. Um, you know, you see a difference right away. Sean mm-hmm. gets the full-blown hero entrance. Yep. 
And Brett just walks out. Yes, but he does get a good pop. There's like a respect there for Brett. Yeah. Um, He does it his way, right? He just marches out, rumbles to the ring, and wants to wrestle. Where Sean's... And and that's how they presented them, that Sean's the Gaga and the high high flyer. Mm -hmm. They tried to present him as more like a Lucha high flyer guy. All that build they do with him training with Jose Lothario, like they're presenting him as more of like working this Mexican style, which is obviously isn't true. Um, But compared to Mexican style. (laughs) Compared to Brett, I guess he does go to the air a little bit more and stuff. Sure, but that's not necessarily. No, no, I agree. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I love too that when he, Brett comes into the ring, Sean is clapping for him. Yes, like yes. he's a babyface, despite being the biggest heel backstage. <laughs> right. Um. Did you find that off the top when they're they're doing all the intros and everything, Jose Lothario is way too close to Shawn Michaels, and he just wants to make sure he doesn't know anything stupid. Maybe the hand on the shoulder. It's too close. Um. And they let Earl talk, and it's not good. Right. The World Wrestling Federation <laughs> I don't know why they didn't let Gorilla read the rules. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah. One of I the think be- they were just trying to do the pure sports, like Mills Lane, the, bo- the boxing ref reads the rules. Like, I know, I think they were trying to go for that. Did Mills Lane ever have a uh, twin conspiracy? <laughs> where <laughs> Bills Lane. <laughs> Bills Lane. And I love to, like, as uh, Hebner's giving the um, instructions, Jose's nodding along. Right. Like, as though... He's like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yep, yeah you got we it. got Just it. Just like we practiced. You got it. Brett winks to someone off camera. Is that a whore he was banging? Do you think he winked one way? And then he went looked back and his kids were on the other side or something? <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh-huh. Um, and then King has this insight off the top. He goes, if the hitman wins first, the, if the hitman wins the first fall, he wins the match. And then Vince goes, I'm going to disagree. Whoever wins the first fall is going to win the match. <laughs> That's not really a disagreement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think... I do like King's point, though, because I think Brett is much more likely to wrestle. And we see it because Vince even says it. He's much more likely to wrestle defensively. So if he can get up one nothing, he's yeah. more likely to be able to grind Sean down. A lot of submission holds, a lot of mat stuff, and just ride the clock out. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't mind I thought that. King had a good point. Yeah. And Vince... Right. Vince had no point. Vince has no idea how to work with King. Right. Yeah. And I think it's even more uh, obvious when he works with Bobby Heenan. Right. Like he doesn't know how to work with other human beings. Right. Well, he's good with Jesse because Jesse could be add the serious sports stuff that like is more Vince. Do you think he just respects Jesse the most? No, I just think he's not like he, Vince is kind of funny is more self-deprecating as we find out with Mr. McMahon, which is yeah. crazy given how egomaniacal he is, <laughs> he but is in real life. But when he's like in the booth, he's not he's not as good of a straight man as Gorilla. Yeah. To just like flow off of it. That's why he just worked better with Jesse because Jesse's humor was more biting, whereas right. Bobby is more sticky. He's funny, and yeah. King is more sticky. Right. But he spends a lot of time with King. You think they'd have more of a rapport? I mean, it's like four years worth of commentary or whatever with him. So no, I disagree with that. It's the exact same point. Like, uh, okay, so they start off, and Brett is trying headlocks. Right. And I like that Sean is using momentum to toss him off. Yeah. Vince is like, this is a wrestling lesson. Right. I don't know why he said the word wrestling. Right. I hope does. someone screamed yes. at him. Um, but I like that right away, Brett figures it out and doesn't allow himself to be rolled through. Right. I thought that was a really good adjustment at the yeah. start. And then it forces Sean to use the ropes to get leverage. Right. Right. And then Brett's hanging on. Again, I think it's really nice stuff early on where both guys are adapting to one another. Yeah. And King... You know, King calls out that the crowd is split at this point early on. It's just, There's a lot of feeling out. They're wrestling like they know they're going to wrestle an hour, which makes sense strategy-wise. They're not going to go out there sure. and go balls out. It's wrestling much more um, defensively 
And yes. Brett and Vince even calls it out. He goes, he's more conservative in personality and wrestling acumen than Sean's more flamboyant, and they're wrestling that style early. So again, I thought that was a pretty um I thought it was a pretty adept point that helps sell the story of the way they work in the match. I would agree. I do like that you said the crowd is split, but I think it also very much raises the crowd is dead. Because I think the crowd knows that nothing's gonna happen. I think I think this is not a good crowd in general, right? And I think this match could have really used a really hot crowd, especially at the beginning. Because at this point of the match, it's only four minutes gone in the match. Right. But I'm feeling already like it feels like 10. Yeah, but is that because you know you're sitting there for 60? No, because I really psyched myself out to just try to enjoy. So I expected with this, we'll see how this plays out as we go. Right. I expected with this watch to go in and analyze the work and really like the work. Right. Because in the past... My, my opinion on this match has always been on an upward trajectory. I remember when I saw it the first time, I didn't really like it. Yep. When I watched it for the year that was, I, I was like, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And on this one, I'm like, I'm going to really get to analyze the bits of it. And I think that's going to enhance it for me. I did find it was long. And I think it's, like, to your point, it's an interesting start in terms of strategy. Like you're trying to wear the dude down. Try not to overexert yourself. But the, the problem is, is it doesn't, it does not translate to anything exciting early on. And I don't understand why... I don't understand why they're not trying to win. That's where I'm stuck with it at the beginning. Like, I, I want to see them at least... Try, I understand the idea of trying to wear the other guy right, down. They're trying to pace themselves and all this other stuff. But you think, like, go for the... Get that pin. Try to get a flash pin yeah. or something like... Like, there's... Because that's the whole story of the it, match. And this... Well, I'm going to talk about it at the end why I think... They shouldn't have made it in Iron Man. Yes. Um, but I do, I feel like the gimmick definitely hinders them in the way they work. It's obvious. Like they're, yeah. they know they have to go an hour and they're building a match that tells that story. I don't think they're even conserving energy. I just think that they think, they think two guys wrestling an hour should wrestle this way. Yeah. It, it, it looks like they're really like looking at the Iron Man aspect. They're looking to last as right. opposed to win. And I think that's a bit of a detriment. And it's kind of the story going in, too, is like, you know, I can wrestle an hour. Can you wrestle an hour? Right. It's almost like they want to prove they can wrestle for an hour. Right. And but, not beat the other guy five times in an hour. Yeah. And that's that that hinders the match, in my view. I do like that Michaels keeps fighting out of things and Brett keeps taking control. I like that Brett keeps getting Sean in a pin position off the headlock. Like he's in a headlock and he kind of roll like he he'll roll Sean over and try to pin him. Yep. I like that. I think it's cool, but it looks like he's walking through the motions as opposed to trying to actually pin him. Uh, I like Lawler too on commentary trying to sell the pain of the headlock. Yep. And I like Sean. He does a nice job of making the match move faster, which culminates with him escaping and mm -hmm. getting a hold of Brett's arms. And now it's Brett that can't escape Sean's arm bar. And at this point, Vince and King are trying to... They're really selling the story of Sean is out-wrestling him, yeah. right? And I always thought that was that's what the story was. But to this point in the match, that's not the story they're telling in No, ring. no. They're telling the story in ring that when Brett is wrestling, he's on top. Yeah. And Sean needs to speed things up to get the advantage. Yeah, agree. And it finally, at 10 minutes into the match... I can't believe we're only at 10 minutes. <laughs> but at 10 minutes into the match... Um, Brett is punching and elbowing. Yeah. And you can see how effective it is because the crowd starts ooing and aahing. Right. It feels like now we're getting going a bit. That's it. And that, to me, that's when things start to finally pick up a bit is after that 10 minutes. 
Um, and they start to get antsy and intense. Like now they're like, okay, we got to get going and do a little something. Um, but the whole first quarter of the match is a lot of mat work. Like neither guy wants to take a risk. Sean's trying to prove himself, like you said. We see Stu and Blassie in the crowd, which, yeah, right. was, which was something. Both um, asleep. <laughs> when the switch flips is when Sean murders the timekeeper. Well, yeah. I mean, even here's the problem, though, is that even right. before that, yeah. right? Like, so, you know, Sean is working the arm. He keeps working the arm. He keeps working the arm. And Brett tosses him out of the ring, but then stupidly turns his back. Right. So, Sean, like, so it's, he's not even really working smart, right? Right. Um, I don't like, just to finish up on the mat work, I don't like Brett's strategy here. The reason being is why wouldn't he be working the legs or the lower back? Right. Instead of the head. Right. Like, it, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like I, I get Sean It's work- almost so more like he's not trying to work the head. He's trying to make Sean expend energy to weaken him to then go on his attack. Because he's like, I got an hour. Yeah. So if I grind his headlock and make him try and spend energy working out of this headlock, he'll be weak and then I can go after the body. Couldn't he do the same thing going after the body? I don't know. I feel like the head maybe is like more... If we went on the arm, I would agree with you. But I think right. the head is more of like a, trying to grind his head down. Maybe. Like, I, I don't mind Sean working the arm because he doesn't have like a, a submission hold that right. requires. Right. But it, it is a bit frustrating that he's not try, he's not continually trying to hit his super kick. Right. Because that's not a move that puts him in a dangerous position. No, that's when he should be going for lightning finishes. Yeah. It's almost like he got suckered into trying to prove he could hang with Brett. Yeah. You know, like that's almost like... I wish they told that as a story because it would make sense if they said, look, Brett played some mind games Yeah. and got in Sean's head and now Sean is too distracted to try to prove himself. And we'd have to see that in Sean's body language also. Yeah. Because you don't see that. It it feels like a guy who's working through the motion of wrenching the arm. Right. right? He should be trying to prove like, hey, you know what? I can work this match. And Brett does go for the sharpshooter at 15 minutes. Right. That's when he first does it. Yeah. And that's really the first attempt to win the match. That's a big flaw for me. Yeah. That a quarter of the match through, he's only trying to win there. And that's that's when they go outside. Right. And that's when Michaels gets the... The, the super kick on and he nails and he crushes him destroys him yeah. but that's also the first attempt of him doing that move right right and then they but see you say it bounces up but then they go back in the ring and it's right back to the chin lock and how how impressive is a chin lock if you've been in it for like six seven minutes right, right. and you're fine yeah it's not really doing much they should have varied more that felt like eating time I mean they do try and mix flurries in with that mat work after that point. Um, Sean gets yeah. a really nice drop kick. But to your point, yeah, like, all right, give it up. It's not really doing much. Like, if you put me on the ground in a chin lock right now for seven minutes, I'd be unconscious. Right. Right? You want to try? Yeah, let's We're do actually, it. We could do it. This we is a red time. We could do <laughs> it. We could actually do it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, how effective is it? And so we're at the 20-minute of the mark, and it's all chin locks and arm bars. Yeah. And all the other moves and mechanisms are getting back to the chin lock. Uh, and then, like, so there's a point, like, at this point where Brett nails a, a vicious clothesline. Like, and he's got Sean down. Yep. Right back to the chin lock. Right. And it's like, why aren't we, why not go for the quick pin? Yeah. Why, why aren't we, you know, moving this thing forward? And it, like, and it's like you just said. Like, watching this, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like we're trying to win. It feels like we're trying to fill time. Right. It does feel that way. And Sean gets really into beating on the arm. He tries to amp up his assault beyond it. Vince starts to say, oh, his temper's flaring because he's starting to land more strikes. Um, but I did like the twist of Sean being the one to control the limb and pick it apart. Um, because at least yeah. it, it was like kind of he's trying to beat Brett at his own game, like we said. But 
was, I don't know if that was fully exhibited, but it felt like that was the vibe I got, is that they're trying to show, yeah, you know, Sean can do some of this stuff. I guess, like, I just find his arm work is so weak. Like, it's not right. good arm work, you know? Like, um, like Michaels does a great drop kick, take advantage. What does he do? Right. Grabs the arm, right? right? And there's two counts in the holds, not really pin attempts, chin lock arm bar, and it takes 23 minutes before Brett starts beating the shit out of Sean. Right. Like, that's a third of the match. Yeah. Where, yeah. Halfway through, the crowd is restless, too. Of it, course they like, are. Yeah. Now, they're great European uppercuts, right? right? And then Sean turns around and throws Brett into the post, right into the shoulder that Sean has been working the whole match. Yeah. And at this point, I'm happy because Sean is now following up with a, shar- uh, a shoulder breaker. Mm-hmm. But he's, there's no urgency. He's not trying to win. Right. Like, yeah. you have him in a... Like, you've been working now for 20 minutes right. on the arm, yeah, right? Go for something. Then you throw him into the pole... Now's the time. Right. Right? And Vince and King are like talking up the importance of the first fall, but they're not, the guys right, are showing, showing that they care enough. Yeah. Um, and then now the other thing too that I think is important is Brett's shoulder has been worked on consistently now. Right. At this point for 25 minutes. Yeah. He should probably not be able to use it for the rest of the match. Right. Right. Like it's, it's a beat down. Like he's shoulder, he's selling the shoulder in between moves. Yeah. But he's not, it's not affecting his ability to do anything. Right. Right. Like, I feel like, like I don't know, King King at this point goes, Stu and Helen should have said I quit before Brett was born. <laughs> and Vince is legit angry that he said that. Uh, but, like, right away, you see he's been working for 25 minutes. Brett has to fight out of an arm lock. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he, he's using the arm. He's punching. He's picking him up with the arm. Like, he's slingshotting Sean into the corner with ease, then sells the arm. Right. Like, to me... Right, want, limit it more. I want Brett to be better than this. Right, and then Sean finally does try something a little risky, which backfires. So that was a good payoff because he was the first one to kind of take the risk. Yeah, and that lets Brett get to work. Um, and I thought Brett was pretty good here. Now he picks it up a little bit, he drives Sean to the mat with a knee off the middle rope. Um, but then we kind of have the false bump on Hebner, which took I steam out of that. the move. I don't know why they did that. Um, the crowd does wake up for the near fall, so they're engaged. They just the rest is so slow that they're kind of slumbering. Yeah. But when you get that tease... It's just the first near fall of the match, 30 right. minutes yeah. in. Right. Right? And he uses the hurt arm for the bulldog. Right. Which drives that me too. insane. He does uh, hit a nice pile driver, though. Yes. Just destroys him. And that gets oozed in the crowd and yeah. a close two. But again, he right. uses the hurt arm. Yeah. Like, I know you need the arm to do the pile driver, but right. like, can we make it look like a struggle or something? Yeah. And I love that on the pile driver, King is like, no way, someone kicked out of a pile driver. <laughs> Can't be done. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, Sean goes to the sweet chin music 33 minutes into the match. Uh, well, and the first high spot is until 28. That's when Sean hits the cross body off yeah. the top. So it was 28 minutes of just real mat-based stuff. I, I can live... So here's the difference, is that I found that like... You know, it's a great contrast to the Brett Backlund match. Yeah. Which is like all mat-based. Yeah. But I felt there's urgency to that Yeah, match. yeah, they're trying to win. They're trying to win. This is guys... I don't put it either. I think it picks up here. Yeah, but it's half an hour. Right, we're half into the match. Yeah, and it's it's too long. Like and it, and Sean does bust out some decent offense. Like he hits a nice perfect plex. He's trying to empty. You can tell maybe now he's trying to empty the tank a bit. But, but I agree. But he hasn't gone through his cadre of moves yet. No, he slows it back down after so, everyone. But, but it's not just that. Like he breaks out a perfect plex, right? Yeah. Which to me feels like okay, that should be a last resort because nothing right. else is worth. Like you try everything else in your arsenal, right? And then you go to that. But he hasn't done anything in his right. arsenal. Yeah. Like it's it's a strange thing. And then we get to a sleeper, right? Why not? Why aren't you still working the arm? Right. Like I mean, I know Brett's not selling it. It's looking like it's hurting, <laughs> but like, um, what? Why aren't we doing that? Um. 
Yeah, Brett like looks like he's just going to take the count out. Like, I think Sean gets flipped to the floor. That's a nice bump. He backdrops oh, him yeah. over the top buckle and he flies to the floor. That's right. And then he starts to work the lower back. Yeah, he doesn't take the count out. He t- starts to work the lower but back. Why and the doesn't leg. he take the count out? Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's take a, the win. They've made that whole thing. And it's here's the problem is like you can make the argument of like Brett's a fighting champion. Right. And like he doesn't want to win that way. But then later, when it's a draw, and right? He's happy back, to take it. Yeah. yeah, he shouldn't be saying why. Right, right. Um, that's it. Um, now, now Brett starts working the back. He's using the pull on the outside. And I thought Sean Selling is gets like god level oh, from yeah, here. He's, like he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Forty minutes in, Brett is working the back. Um, he's dropped all the chin work working the back. Yeah. Forty-two in is when he actually starts going to his signature offense. So forty-two minutes of the match is when he starts going to. Yeah, you know, Russian leg sweep, backbreaker, elbow at the top. That's when he starts getting into that stuff. Yeah, and Vince, like, I'm surprised there hasn't been a decision, but like, he's not watching the match. Right, right. They're not trying. Um, Yeah, I I really like Sean's flip into the top rope. He falls on a Jose. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't. Something I don't like. I don't like how Earl Hebner has changed the speed of his counts. Right. From the beginning of the match, I don't know why that's changed. He's getting tired. And then we go. The problem is now we go back to the chin lock again with Brett. Late in the match. Like, he does all his offense, then we're back right. at the chin lock. And like, is his arm just healed? This is a 25 minutes of arm work on, on Brett, just nothing at right. this point. Yeah. Um, but Jose takes two bumps. He takes yes. the, uh, the flip over the top into him, and then Brett throws Sean to the steps, and Jose's in the way again. And gets kicked. Then he gets splattered again. And Brett yells at him. I think he was telling him, like, get the fuck out of the way, because yeah. I don't think those were, like... The second spot didn't look planned. He just looked like he didn't know where he was. Yeah. And he King screamed. even mocks him. He yeah. screams at him. <laughs> and King mocks him. He's like, you know, he doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Uh, and things started getting more testy. That's when Brett goes to the tope. And then he starts looking, around then as we start looking for the count out as things are ticking down. Why now? Right. Well, like, he's realizing the clock is ticking. Because I mean, we're getting close to under 10 minutes at that point. Yeah. Uh, like, I get, yeah. Like, again, like. I can I can live with I can live with him accepting the count out right in the same way the perfect plex it's like yeah. you tried everything else now that doesn't well then work. he even breaks out a um bridging German yeah which was again he kind of goes outside his wheelhouse yeah but again the execution of the moves is amazing right it's the storytelling that I'm struggling with yeah um, also Brett's arm is completely healed right and he goes to the sharpshooter again now six minutes yeah I mean look but even before that right. at fifty minutes. He goes for the chin lock again. Yeah. Why aren't we going for the sharpshooter? Right. Then? Go to the back and legs. Yeah. Like, I'm, and at, at fifty at fifty minutes, I was like, why aren't they pulling out the stops? Right. Yeah. Why? Like, why aren't we got they, ten like, to go? They should be going all out. That's it. And unless I, and unless you tell the story again, but they're not. That Brett knows a draw gets him the belt. Yeah. So if he had at least hinted at that, like, hey, you don't, I don't. Maybe he did on some promo somewhere, but if he just said and they hammered it in the video package or everything yeah. else, you gonna beat me in sixty minutes. I don't going to beat you. Yeah. Then you have Vincent King tell that story. Like, oh, Brett's going to the chin lock because he's only got 10 minutes and he knows it's 0-0. Zero, zero. He's basically up one nothing. Or even if at this point of the match, if he's selling that, right. they do a quick little spot yeah. where Brett just starts rolling out of the ring, taking a nine count, rolling back yeah. in. You know, something that tells the right. story. It shows that he- us that he... Or just say it one time. Like, Brett should have said before the match, you know what? I'm heading into this match up one nothing Because yeah. Sean has to beat me once just to bring it even because if we to go to the good. draw you know we're good so and that then that plays into what actually happens if they're gonna right and then he can get caught off guard and know well wait a minute no one told me ahead of time and this and that like mm-hmm. then that's a better story and then that explains a chin lock with eight minutes to go or whatever because you can say look he's just trying to run the clock out now he knows 
Sean didn't beat him in 50. If he can just grind him down, he's going to get out of here. And the structure, exactly. And the structure instead, it's like I get wanting to be cautious, right? Right. But they are wrestling as though they know they're going, they're going to, this is going to be one nothing in overtime. Yeah. It's like watching a hockey game in overtime where neither team is trying to win. Right. It's the worst type of hockey game, right? Yeah. Or we're just going to go to the shootout. Right. Right. It's the worst thing to watch. But the the, the flaw here is never trying to convince the other, the audience of otherwise. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 56 minutes, we're down to big move, rest, big move. But like the rest of the match hasn't had that urgency. Right. And I love now as we get towards the end, Sean is now finally right. hitting all his big moves. Yeah, he gets he gets desperate. He fights off the sharpshooter. Yeah. Brett goes to a single crab. Sean fights out. Uh, Brett takes a chest bump off of that. And Sean really heats up from there. He's emptying the tank, going for covers. Yeah. And now you can tell Brett's trying to survive the clock as we tick under a minute. Yeah. That's when you finally, they get well, to that but he's story. he's on the defense. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But So that makes total sense. Um, and then Sean jumps in him at 45 seconds. I don't know what he was trying to do. I think it's a stupid... I mean, it's I terrible. guess you could explain it away by saying he's been wrestling for 59 minutes. Sure. He's just throwing it out there and seeing what works, but... But just have Brett move on a move. We'll try the super kick. Brett ducks a super kick. Grabs trip, a leg. Trips the other leg up and yep. twists into it. Easy. Um, and then he puts him in. He's in it for like 30 seconds. Holds yep. on and the bell rings. I do think Brett kind of gets screwed here because if you're going to restart the match, right. you should restart it in the sharp... If you're going to stop the sharp... Right, right. Yeah. No. And that's Brett. Brett has multiple valid complaints. Yes. Um, and this also pays off. There was a Raw finish similar to this where Brett was going to get him the sharpshooter. And the Raw went off the air or whatever, I think. So, like, they kind of played into, like, mm. he was going to have a minute as the match goes goes to the end. Um, the crowd is confused. Brett acts like he won. He starts to leave. Fink says, girl, a monsoon. Orders the match must continue on a sudden death. Brett is pissed. And then he comes back. And Vince tries to explain it away. He says that Piper said there was must be a winner right. in that interview. So, they did have... Yeah, they, it was fine. Audio of it. I, I like that aspect of it. I like that... I do like that now that they're in sudden death. Right. Uh, Brett actually has urgency. But I think, do you think it made him look like a bitch or look soft by complaining about, or do you think he's valid? Like, or do you think it makes him look weak by complaining? It doesn't fit his character. Eh. Well, it fits uh, his future character. Yeah, not this character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't fit this it character. It kind of starts the slow road to him being a fucking crybaby right. over the next year and a half. I don't think that's intentional, though. No, but. Yeah. They did a nice job retrofitting it in. Yeah. Like, because at the, I remember at the time, like, when I watched the first time, thinking, like, that's a heel move. Right. Yeah. Right? Well, why, you know, he should say, well, screw it, then I'll come back in and win. And he does, he, he does shake it off, but. Yeah, but there is that initial, like, why. Right? I guess it does, it does make sense, too, that he, that would be the reaction. I'd be pissed, too. Yeah. I'd be like, what the hell? Like, I, I just wrestled an hour. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so Michaels hits the sweet chin music out of nowhere. Yeah. And Brett is up in, like, three seconds. Yeah, but I like that tease because you just figure that's it. And now when he gets up, it's like, oh, maybe Brett is going to win. Like, I like that they tease one because it does – it makes Brett look strong. They survive the super kick. Yeah. But it also makes you think a little bit in your mind for a second, maybe Sean's not going to win if Brett survives sweet chin Maybe. Music. Maybe, yeah. But then he just hits the second one. Yeah, well, that's fine. And for no reason, Hebner counts super slow. Right. Like, I don't mind the slow count in general yeah. if he's hurt. I think that's actually a cool element. Right. Why is he counting slow here? Yeah, just to make it dramatic, I There's guess. There's been no falls. Right. Like, yeah. You should do that. So Sean wins. Uh, we get this celebration. We get to get the fuck well, out of Well, your dreams win. come true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a very good match. I, I think it's unique. I thought they did a good job. It's the first on this stage for these guys. It's not easy to do. I do think it was slow at times. 
I thought they had well-timed teases and flurries. The final stretch was hot. Um, you know, give Brett the bitch to get out of it and get his rematch eventually if he wants. Um, I thought Sean put in... I think he put in the performance of a lifetime to that point. Like, he he was engaged. He worked his ass off. He sold. I, you know, I know the structure of the match isn't what we intended, but his work in that structure was on point. Like, he really worked hard throughout that whole match to make it happen. Like, taking big bumps working a good pace, paying off that his cardio and conditioning was top-notch coming in. That was a story. I don't think it was perfect, but I do think the investment of the time, I get why they wanted to do it the way they did it. Uh, And it's an all-time moment. Now, I will just say quickly, I think they could have achieved a better outcome and product if they had not had the Iron Man stipulation and just wrestled like 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah, 50 minutes and just have them go what what'll make this happen if they don't want to do the pins which is fine just do what him and Cena do in 2007 like just wrestle yeah. out of nowhere an hour long match and just like then you're not feeling like you're working you're just killing time you know what I mean I don't think they knew how to work the match I think that's my big criticism right based on how the match was set up the match wasn't set up as and maybe I'm wrong but the match wasn't set up as who can last. Right. It was set up as who can win the most falls in an hour. Yeah. And then they did not tell that no, story. No, but see, I don't I don't know if it was set up that way, like looking back and thinking back on it. I think it was set up more like can Sean last an hour with Brett? Like that was the story. They just don't tell it as well in the match. But the build to me was always more about can Sean do this? I agree. The build was can Sean And him showing that him. he has the cardio and because that's the whole build, is him. Um, you know, Brett training and then it's Sean showing he's in ridiculous shape, right? He's got like 0% body fat. He's hanging upside down on the thing. Like, right. he's boxing. He's, you know, he's doing all this different stuff. Because to show he that knew he, he could... was going an hour no matter what. Right. So that, to me, that is the story. Like, Shawn Michaels has to prove that he can wrestle the best Matt wrestler in the world for an hour. Um, That's a terrible story. Right. But in the it, match, yeah. they don't explain it. That, like, Sean is showing he can do it. And Brett is... Showing that he knows he just has to outlast Sean. Well, and they don't do those things in the match with their body language right. or any right. of the quote unquote acting of the match. Right. Like it's it's too much. Yeah. It, it's too long. Like I, I want, I, I mean, I don't want to, I feel like they kind of shit the bed with the match. Right. Like not, I don't think it's bad. I don't, I definitely don't think it's bad. I don't think it's yeah. horrible. I don't think it's all time bad. But I think it's just, I don't know. I still think it's really good. I yeah. do. I just, I think there's a high level of, degree of difficulty in what they did and I think at the end of the day sure I think that if you if you ask them to redo it they would do it completely differently but I do think there's enough of a story there and it's enough of an impressive athletic feat from both of them um, that it, it resonates so that's, like that's why it's not all time bad for me right like because I agree I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying I, I think the well, what do you have it on a five point scale um, I I'd probably have it between two and three quarters and three. All right, yeah. So that's low. Like, but it's because they spent too much of the match doing nothing. Right. And not only that, they spent too much time doing nothing. And then Brett ignores so much of the work. Yeah. Like, Brett ignores all the story. Because you could... Look, if you wanted to tell this story, the, the structure of the story is there to a right. degree. But then why isn't Brett selling the arm? Like, he destroyed his arm for 25 yeah. minutes. Like he smashed him into a post. He, you know, and, and none of that is, is there. It's right. just gone. 
And so it's those are the flaws. I, I hate the structure, but I could live with the structure if they followed their the own their own things they set up in the match. Right. And I don't feel they do. Like for me, this thing could be. I think the whole thing could be salvaged with, like in the first. I, I'm 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 okay with the uh, mat work for a mm-hmm. log part of it, but I need to see them trying to win a couple falls. Yeah. You don't see that. I need to see them getting frustrated things aren't working and emptying the tank. They bust out moves mm-hmm. before they try anything else, right? I I struggle with that, and I really struggle with the the ignoring of the arm work. So I went four and a quarter a war zone. <laughs> Chad went four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, again, I think it's, I, did, I, did, I think your criticisms are valid and I have some similar ones. I think they just don't ding it as much because of the, the high level and degree of what they're trying to do and the story that they were put into of, you know, whether they agreed to it or they were dictated to do it. Yeah. Going an hour with no falls is a lot. Well, I think they could have done a best of three. As yeah, well. and that would falls, and, go, and then it explains why you're allotting 45 minutes of or 60 minutes of pay-per-view time because you know it's going to be a, a war. Yeah. Um, so they could have went that way. See, if you if you sell things in a match, it no matter as long as you believe it, we believe it. Right. So for instance, like you know, in the Warrior Savage retirement match, right? It, on the surface, it makes no sense that Warrior starts to walk out of right. the match, right? But he sells it based on his character of the last like four years of right. talking to these gods, and the commentators sell it, so it makes sense in the context of the match, even though it's a little bit hokey, right? right. The problem is, is these guys aren't selling the things they need to sell to get the match, to, to, to tell the story they're trying to tell, right? Right. So yeah, that's where I struggle with it. So if you were to say, what, what, how many minutes of this are great? Um, I don't know. I mean. Let's can I, I I think generous would be twenty. Yeah, I would say twenty to twenty five. Okay, that yeah. Okay, let's let's go generous. 25. But but you need the the rest to set the table of what they're trying to tell. Like you can't just say the rest sucked because the rest does exist in a way to build the momentum to that great twenty five minutes. But it doesn't because at least for me anyway because I don't feel that that greatness like you could have that the greatness of it without the previous 20 35 minutes yeah maybe because it's not like it's not like they're building up because they're not selling the arm because right. they're not selling you know because they're but not they're count- selling the exhaustion yeah but you could be exhausted after 10 minutes like you know like yeah not the same though not the same but even then by the end right. they're not they're not you're not selling the same story that these are two world class athletes in their peak that can put on a match for an hour that can battle for an hour with no win that's what they're trying to do they're They're trying to show that these guys are we have young workhorse athletes that can go out there and these two are top of the class and they're going to go out there and deliver the template is the the uh, the end of the first Rocky right but where by the last round you see how exhausted they are right by the end of this you don't really see them exhausted like there's moments but it's not like you know it's not like it's not like you know like you were saying how Sean could be so tired that he jumps into the structure you don't see that right and if you saw that then maybe okay maybe then it's justified having that 35 minutes before anyway All right. well for match quality on our scale I ended up going to 7 because which is a little bit lower than what I had at Warzone because I had 4-2-5 that would probably be more like a 8 yeah so I brought it down a little bit for this so I went 7 out of 10 I went 5 um, again, I, I I contemplated going six, but I just felt I don't know. Like I compared it to like the Bret Hart Yokozuna match, right? And I kept thinking I like that match way more. 
So right. that's where I'm at with the six. Okay. Um, significance, I'm at a five. Yeah, me too. It, I mean, it means a lot for Sean. It's a tone. It's a tone changer for the direction of the company. But in the long run, that rain ends up being fairly meaningless. Yeah. And I and Chad and I are dictating it. You know, through Wrestling Warzone, we're seeing it it's every other Thursday uh, covering that era. We're toward the end of his reign now. It's fairly inconsequential. If Brett was champion instead of him, we lose maybe a couple of great matches. But like. When we lose, I, I always thought that one of the great lost um, dream matches was Brett and Mankind. Right, yeah. Like, I'm, I think they could have had a banger, too. Right. right, so there's stuff in there that's good, and it establishes him as, like, getting over the glass. He doesn't become Lex Luger, right, losing two in a row. So, like, yeah. there's, there's reasons that it works, but it's not some, like, earth-shattering no. change of the company moment. No. And you could—I mean, he is, he is the champion of the company in some right. of the lowest points in companies— like right. when they're getting smashed by Yeah, the, but they were headed that way anyway. Yeah. Uh, significance, I mean, I'm sorry, the moment I gave a seven, uh, I mean, maybe I'm looking at it, you know, from a canon point of view within DODF history, right? Yeah. Like it's held up as one of their great moments. Everyone knows the boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Him on his knees, pointing up. Like, it's pretty iconic. Brett storming off angry. So like, that moment is like really well known throughout wrestling and DODF history. It's been shown in every video package. You know, it's this match was held up for a while as the greatest in company history, right or wrong, right? Like it's, yeah, yeah. but that moment is always part of it, you know. And, right. And so I, I think the moment itself, you're not going to get too many better in company history from a company perspective, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, um, I'm at a six, same kind of reasons, but uh, yeah, I'm just not as high, quite as high as you on that one. Uh, as for the build, I'm at a five. I think it's a really good build. Yeah. Um, I do feel that like what hurts it is presenting bread as kind of a lame duck. Right. Um, yeah, I went six. S- same stuff. Mm. Uh, aftermath, I gave it three. Again, reliving it. Um, yeah, it's uh, he's got some great matches, but you know, th- there's times where he's presented oddly. It doesn't tr- do much. Like he's just in these weird little feuds. Um, mm. Honestly, by like the summer, he's losing a Vader clean multiple times. Not when it matters, but right. Um, yeah, I just don't think there's a ton there until he loses to Sid. Uh, besides, like, again, there's the Diesel match, the Mankind match. Like, there's great matches in there. Uh, but his run is not, like, super well followed up on. No. Um, look, I went four uh, on uh, on Aftermath. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's because I really enjoy the pay-per-view matches of his yeah. more than anything. Like, I think I think it is an interesting quality, especially coming off 95. Right. Um, do you... Th- do you think if you're looking at his pay-per-view matches, he has the best, one of the better years as a champion to that point? I think on pure quality, yeah, probably. Yeah, but storylines and whatnot. I mean, you got the Diesel storyline, which is pretty good, but that's only really like three weeks. Yeah, but and that it, match is incredible. Right, the yeah. Bulldog storyline is kind of shaky with the Diana stuff. Yeah. Then he's just kind of fused with Camp Cornette for a while. And the Mankind feud, there's no feud. No. Mankind attacks him once, and that's it. Like, they literally don't have any other interaction. Right. Um, and then he's not even at Buried Alive. He's just kind of still feuding with Vader because you could tell that they were maybe heading that way for Survivor Series. Right, and then Sid just beats him. Yeah, I, I do think... I have, we haven't gotten there yet on Warzone, but I do think him and Sid have a bit of a story going into that that they tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, it's not, not a ton that they give him. No. Uh, but I don't think it's bad, per se. No, it's fine. It's just... It's not... It's not a ton there. So... No. Uh, it was obvious. I, it was obvious, you know. Oh, it was so obvious. Yeah. Uh, so that gives it a score of 53. Yep. Which... Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, lower than I would have thought. 
I, look, I was lower. Just, I mean, it's your fault. It's lower. I so know. You thought it would be lower. Uh, you thought it'd be higher based on you giving it low grades. No, based on when I started watching it. Okay. Because I expected to like it more. I expected to like it more on this watch when I watched it with more of a critical eye, right. and ended up liking it less. Because when I was watching it for year, when I was doing year that was, I was you know watching matches and scoring right. them or whatever. But I was watching them in context of the shows, and right. I wasn't like analyzing. Okay, well the selling, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. And this one I really tried to focus in on because I've watched it before and I wanted right. to see really where I landed on it. Yeah. So, I, again, I don't think it's all-time bad or anything. Right. I don't want to watch it again. No. Um, and I, I just... You're always, you're always more upset with disappointments than something that you know is going to be shit. Right. Right? And I think that's where I'm at with it. I, it's, uh, you know, I use this term a bunch of Warzone, but I think that whole Brett run, I call it like a refrigerator run. Like... You know, you keep going to the refrigerator and hoping there's something better there, and yeah. there's not. Brett Undertaker, I do the oh, same. Terrible. Brett Diesel, at, in your house, I do the same. And this, like, I keep thinking this is the time it's going to be good, and it yeah. just never is. This is the time I'm going to open the fridge, and there's going to be, like, cake in there. And it <laughs> never is, right? So, like, that's that's the comp. So that's an overall score of 53. So where does that land us here? 11th. All right. Not bad. Yeah. 11th, and this is number uh, it's number 29. Okay. So I mean, look, it's it's gonna so far it's just outside the top third, right? But that's still it'll not. drop for sure. Yeah. Um, let me get to the nine mag mag rock match. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, let's go. Uh, all right. So on our next endeavor, we are going to cover the pair of Sean Sid matches. Yeah. So we'll see how those go back to back. Yeah. I'm sure I'm gonna like them more. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it, well, especially Survivor. I think Survivor Series is legit great. The Rumble, I think, is shaky. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with our next GWWE list mm-hmm. breakdown. You can also catch us every other Monday on Now Entering the Royal Rumble. We're doing every Rumble match, uh, every participant's <laughs> Not entry. Not just Rumble match, match, my friend. <laughs> every participant's entry and every match yeah. uh, broken down like this. If you like this breakdown, you like that. Check out everything North South Connection has to offer. We have a ton of great content that we're super proud of. Uh, and until then... Well, do you want to do our top ten? Oh, I guess. All right. We'll do the top ten quickly. Fuck. Um, so, yeah. I mean, now we're up to 29. We'll, uh, we'll only right. do the top ten. Yeah. I think maybe when we hit 50, we'll do all of it. Maybe you just record that separate. We'll drop it in. You don't want to do that with me? Number ten, Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund at Survivor Series 94 at 55 points. Number nine, Bret Hart versus Diesel, Survivor Series 95 with 57. And so, Sean Bret was, like, in the class with those, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And also in the class is what it bumped. What it bumped out was uh, Buddy Rogers versus Bruno San Martino, <laughs> yes. which I think was just a uh, sympathy grade for us. Uh, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10 with a 63. I think that's a surprising one. Yeah, especially because it's so far ahead of the WrestleMania 9. Right, yeah. Uh, number 7, also surprising that it's number 7, uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 6 with 67 points. Tied with that, we give the nudge based, I think, on importance, and that is Savage DiBiase at WrestleMania 4. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and then just ahead of that at 69 points is Hogan, Randy Savage from WrestleMania 5. we got Randy Savage, Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8 with 72 points. Yep. Uh, number three is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant from the main event with 75 points. Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik is our number two match right now, 76 yeah. points. Yeah, well, I mean, look, when you look at the scores, right. it's like importance, uh, reaction, yeah. moment. They're all tens. Yeah. Uh, and then the number one so far is still the 1992 Rumble with Flair winning uh, 78 points. But not far ahead. No, it's it's catchable. Um, we'll see what catches it. And Flair's dominating our list right now. He's number one. That performance is number one in our Rumble podcast. Yep. And this is number one here. Well, and I, I can... Look, nothing's going to knock it off, number one. On the Rumble. On the Rumble. Right. Here, it's going to It's going to get knocked off. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Till then, the Dookie's been dropped. Jockass. Jockass.